So have you seen that Friends episode where Ross and Chandler get into a fight over who told the original joke? Like, Ross submits a joke to Playboy, and it gets printed, and he's so excited. He's sharing it with the group, and Chandler gets mad because he said he told that joke first. I know I've seen it, but yeah. I don't recall It's not, exactly. like, top of mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well... I feel like you should be able to copyright a joke because my shit is just getting taken out and put everywhere. <laughs> yes. Are you referring to Hillary Clinton? I'm referring <laughs> to a couple of things. Okay. So before we dive into it, you guys, this is Give Allison. Some context. This is Kai. This is the gripe. This welcome is the back. Gripe. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So three weeks ago, um, I started talking about what my intro would be for the Real Housewives. Right. Do you remember? What do they call that again? The Housewives intro? Just the Housewives intro? Yeah. Okay. And then gripe listener Sarah sent us this SNL sketch that happened after <laughs> I did that on the gripe, yes. you guys. So And it was that's the show. Right? Yeah. The whole show was just the intros. The whole show was just <laughs> the intros. And it, it's pretty funny. I mean, so I know that there are people in New York that listen to this. Uh-huh. So it might be some writers for SNL. <laughs> That stealing are it. stealing our jokes. Stealing the stuff. And guys, I'm on to you. <laughs> I need you to listen. And we're completely flattered. No. <laughs> I want my shit copyrighted. Can you, is it copywritten? <laughs> Copyright? Just on lockdown. <laughs> you want your shit on lockdown. At least give me a credit. <laughs> um, but then that, that got me thinking, I bet there are people out there, like writers and whatnot, that are kind of scouring podcasts <laughs> for... Little, inspiration. Little known podcasts for inspiration. Right. And then um, last week we talked about, you know, being a mom and your identity and your relationship uh, in terms of that. And that was one of my gripes where people on there, and I used the example of Instagram mm-hmm. being like, you know, wife to Aaron, mom to Charlotte, dog mom to Bella, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then Shane, another listener, sent us an article about feminist... Gosh, what is her name? I'm not going to say it right. Shimamanda Adichie. Uh-huh. Um, calling out Hillary Clinton on doing that. To her face. To her face. Yes, I like that very much. So I'm not sure why they were together. Just hanging out, you know, little... It seemed like a forum. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. like some sort of speaking event. And it sounded like it was the first thing she asked her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get started, I'd like to ask you about... And Your Twitter handle. Yeah, her Twitter bio yeah. was wife to Bill Clinton and... Mother to Chelsea. Grandmother Congrats. to Charlotte. Uh, her granddaughter's name is Charlotte. Uh, Man, my brother got <laughs> such a kick out of that because when I was growing up, a ton of people said I look like Chelsea Clinton. And like, <laughs> back in the 90s, that was not a compliment. <laughs> I, this is the truth. Y'all remember, Jeez. everybody was mean to her. I'm not saying anything no, no, that people don't know. Now. She was kind of awkward, that's all. Yeah, and so was I. And now I'm lovely too. Here you go. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so she just called her yeah, out. Yeah, she called her out. Asked her about why she identified as wife and mother. And then she pointed out that Bill Clinton didn't have no, husband to Hillary. Nobody does that. No man yes. does that. Mm-hmm. That is strictly like a woman thing. And I just want people to know that that was true Allison material. I was not copying Shimamanda <laughs> <Never> Adichie. Because <have. laughs> 
Because I feel like Shane might think I was trying to scoop it up <laughs> no. and make it mine. <laughs> yeah. You're not that, I see you, you Shane. know, in the literary I'm world. I'm not. I'm really not. A snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Those ideas. I'm just on People and New York Times. <laughs> people Magazine. Yeah. yeah. People.com. <laughs> yes. New York Times. Oh my gosh. Speaking of People.com. What's going on? Uh, the royal wedding is this weekend. Can, okay, can I, let's talk pause. about this. No, let's not. Let's talk about this. <laughs> we can talk about it, but oh my god, I don't care. Oh, I do. It is the funniest thing because that was like one of the things I was going to talk about was how I don't care about this royal wedding thing, and I know so much about it, and I don't care about it. <laughs> I know that her, uh, Meghan Meghan Markle Markle is it Markle 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 It's Markle. Her dad's not going to show up, and it was like he was gonna, and then he wasn't, and then he was gonna, and then he wasn't. I was like. Why do I know all this information, and why do I could I care less about this? Wait, could I you could, care less? I couldn't care less. I'm at the bottom of caring. Could not. Is it this weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend. And everyone's astir. I mean, it's the dumbest thing. It's like how you can eat and drink like Megan. Nobody cares. There's so much stuff out there about this. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I just... But I'll entertain you. Oh my God, be quiet. (laughs) I just into the idea of like a royal wedding. I mean, it's crazy that there's still a monarchy in Mm. England. Right. Like I think that's cool. Mm. I like history. I like tradition. Mm -hmm. Now, this whole thing with her dad though, that's embarrassing. That is why... Because you know the queen is not having this stuff. Queen Look, I'm like everyone else. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. Uh, So many people know what I'm talking about. Okay. So Meghan Markle is obviously not royalty. She's an American TV actress. She Mm. was on this show called Suits, which is on USA. I don't even know who watches USA anymore. She was on that suitcase show too. Oh yeah, where you like win the money. What is it called? I can't remember. (laughs) Deal or no deal? Deal or no deal. That's the one. (laughs) Making it big, y'all. So her dad is like, I think he's kind of like, Kind of a washed out, maybe has been guy. I don't know. But what, he just seemed, what was he? I mean, you have to have been something to be a has been. I mean, yeah, maybe right? not a has been. Maybe he's just kind of listless. Uh-huh. So he's all like, I'm going to the wedding. And then he's staging it, all these paparazzi who's photos. asking him this? Well, he's staging paparazzi photos. Uh-huh. He's calling the paparazzi and staging these photo shoots of him like, looking at Harry and Meghan stuff online and, like, reading a book about England. Okay, so, pause. Um, this is people.com that you're getting this from. Correct. Don't you think he called people.com to be like, hey, come paparazzi me? People.com didn't post any pictures of him. This they is, didn't? How, the, who did, and how do you know? Because people said it. People said it. Yeah. But they had the pictures. People didn't have the pictures. They just had an article? They just had the scoop. Okay. This is yeah. so weird. And it was continuing. <laughs> it's very meta. <laughs> so he, after it came out that he was staging, it's probably like for TMZ and whatnot. Okay. Came out that he was staging these photo shoots. He says, I'm not going to the wedding because I don't want to embarrass Megan. Oh, too late. Okay, right? Yeah. Then a couple days later, he's like, I am going to the wedding. It's my daughter and I don't want to miss out on this event. So this is just like... Keep this stuff Do they have a poor relationship? of news. I think they have a fine relationship. So, but you can't be have a fine relationship and not show up to your daughter's wedding, right? Yeah. Um, that's confusing to me. So, I was just annoyed because I was like, "Dude, just shut up!" <laughs> like, 
you're already you're embarrassing your daughter right now. Already. Even if he she was a part of the royal wedding, uh-huh. if you're like, I am going, I'm not going, I am going, I'm not going. Anyway, you're dead to me. So he got paid to get some pic- to take have pictures taken of him. Yeah, he must have felt really special. <laughs> so anyway, um, Megan, yes, Ms. Markle released a statement today saying he's not coming. Oh, she did say that. Final Ooh. end of story. Bye bye. Bye, Felicia. So they don't have a good relationship. Then. Probably not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Can you imagine if Don Williams was out there calling TMZ asking to take his picture? <laughs> no. We would be in a fight. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So that's this weekend, and that's... It's Saturday. Uh-huh. And if you want to watch it live, can you? you can wake up at 3 a.m. Yeah, it's, it's you have to s- get up super early. But who's airing it? All the channels. Are you kidding? No. This is a big deal. <laughs> to who? ABC, NBC, <laughs> CBS. Like, the Today Show team is out there covering it live. The only person I want to see is George. <laughs> you just, no, you want to see. George. You want to see Gary Janetti's <laughs> version of George. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> On HBO, um, Will Ferrell and... Uh, I can't remember her name. Sh- Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yes. They're going to be covering it as... Their characters. Yeah, some yeah. characters. So that looks kind of funny, but... If they did the um, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Nothing can get me up to watch TV at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. I like my sleep too much. You're going to DVR it, aren't you? Record no, it. I don't have DVR. No. I'll just watch it. You know it's going to be. All the highlight clips. Right. They'll be out there. I, I think it's exciting, so... I mean, I know... You know, you don't, but that's cool. That's who, do you know any end of fashions that are happening? Like, who made her dress? And all uh, stuff? Yeah, that's like under wraps. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. I'm sure it's going to be some British designer. Uh-huh. I mean, it'd have to be. Or maybe British, American, oh. Canadian. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what's um, up with you? The only thing that's up with me is I think we're in a situation... That is blue dress versus gold dress again. Laurel and Yanny. Dude, what is up with that thing? <laughs> Isn't it funny? Yeah, it's weird. I could only hear Laurel. That's all you could hear. Yeah, I couldn't hear Yanny. When did you even? How did you discover this was even a thing? On Instagram, On my Instagram. friend Amber posted about she it. She did. Yeah. I was she... just seeing. I was like, I was seeing like the joke memes about it first, and I had no idea what. About Laurel about. Canyon. Yeah, yeah, take Yeti Canyon. Yeah. Well, the first one I saw was um, Yanni on Twitter saying, I'm changing my name to Laurel officially. <laughs> Wait, why do you follow Yanni on I Twitter? I don't. It was someone was making a joke <laughs> oh, about it. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, to give you guys some, some backstory, <clears throat> there's this audio clip that's been circular, circulating the social media feeds, and you play it, and 50% of people are hearing... The name Laurel. And then 50% are hearing Yanni. Yeah. Yanni, whatever. This is not unlike blue dress, gold dress. It happened back a few years ago. Correct. Where you either saw... A white dress, maybe? It was gold. White and gold. White and gold or, or blue, blue and gold. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on, like, what was next to it. Yeah. Whatever. So, I first heard Yanni. What? Yes. You're insane. I heard Yanni. I could only hear Laurel. And then I, I watched a, a clip on CBS this morning, and I heard Yanni. And then I went to YouTube, and I saw, like, another thing, and I heard Laurel. And then I want to hear from the source. 
So I went to Reddit, where it originated from, played it, and I heard Yanni again. So the New York Times had this thing today where you could play and you could play with the frequencies. Uh-huh. And it's, it's basically just like the different frequencies and the pitch and what you're listening to. And That's bizarre. Oh. I don't know, but it's just, it's, it's funny. Like me, Aaron, and Charlotte only heard Laurel. <laughs> Charlotte heard? Yeah, I asked Charlotte because my friend Amber posted it and she said when she listened to it, she was like, how could anybody hear Laurel? And then her three-year-old was sitting right beside her uh-huh. and saying, who's Yanni? Oh. So, like, they were listening to the same thing, and her three year old obviously can't read, <laughs> but she's all, Who's Yanni? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, Yanni. <laughs> Laurel. Yanni. Laurel. Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hear both, depending on where I hear it from. Totally bizarre. And I love that people, like, are explaining it to destroy the myth. <laughs> the magic of it. <laughs> I know Aaron tries to get over there and mansplain it to me. And I'm like, uh, are you a sound engineer? No, that's not in your wheelhouse, honey. But how many words exist in the world that are like this? It just shows everybody's perspective is so unique. Yes. Oh, let's get deep. It's real deep. Let's get existential. Um, and speaking of deep, there was um, a white lady in Oakland. Did you hear about this? Yes. Who? Yeah, I'm gonna keep that to myself. She had like those those, those terrible those like Oakleys from like 15 years ago, uh-huh. 20 maybe. And she had a big problem, y'all, with black folks having a barbecue. Just having a barbecue in a park. You can't be black and barbecue at the same time <laughs> <No>. anymore. <laughs> Jesus. She was out there for this. I I heard that she waited for two hours on the phone for someone to come, for the police to come, and that's why it was like so easy for that woman to like go up to her and be like. What are you doing? You know? But she was upset that um, this family was barbecuing. But why was she why was she upset? I mean, like, what was her saying that she's like, I'm not calling them because they're black, what was she calling them for? Like, did she have a reason besides them being black? Well, she was I mean, her reasoning was was charcoal grilling was not allowed in the park. <laughs> Because it it cost the city millions of dollars because of all the um, injuries happened to children. That's it. Yeah, the lies too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then so a woman got in her face with her own camera, and was like, and confronted her about why she was doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was trying to explain it, and it made no 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 sense at all. But she was committed to like turning these people in, these bad black people in. And um, eventually she felt harassed. And the white the police, woman did. Yes, the white one did. And started crying in front of the police officer. It's like, I'm being attacked. Yeah, while you're attacking no, these other God, people. It was too much. White folks. Do man. you know that she's a professor at Stanford? Who? The woman that called the police. Really? That's what a girl has no president said <laughs> on her Instagram. She like pulled up her LinkedIn and it said I don't follow was... her anymore. She's too much for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I tagged you in that one last night. Oh, which one? Of the woman that like <laughs> pooped on the floor. At oh, Stanford. yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I have to edit this part. No, you don't. <laughs> um, she's a pro- what, what's she a professor of? I don't know. It's just her LinkedIn. But she found the person and then on her LinkedIn said that she was a professor at Stanford. Wow, yeah. She's going to get dragged. <laughs> yeah. And I like it. Um, yeah, people are crazy. Yeah. I got a couple more things. Yeah, what's up? 
So I also read this. There's an article about people are dying out here in these streets <laughs> because they are driving their cars into the garage and mm-hmm. because new cars now, like 20, maybe 2012, 2013 and on, mm-hmm. you have the keyless entry. Yes, I do. Yeah. And so you, they're forgetting to turn their car off. Uh, and so the carbon monoxide is getting to their house and they're oh dying. Oh my God. This has happened in the article that I read, like... I think 10 deaths have occurred from this. I'm not surprised because I have left my car running like five times since I've I've had my car. So thus, here's the gripe. Uh Why do we have keyless entry cars? I don't understand. Like, I have to have my keys anyway. Mm -hmm. Why don't I have them in the ignition like R. Kelly? Yeah, but the thing stopped right now. (laughs) That's another story. Okay, R. Kelly. Don't bring him up into this. Um... No. I like the keyless thing. Why? Here's the thing. Tell me why. Okay, so let's say I'm driving. I park. My car ignition is still on, and I don't know it. I open my door to step out, and then my car goes ding, 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 ding. I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's funny. I left my car engine running, so then I turn it off. That's all. This is so stupid. People aren't paying attention. Yeah, and people are also dying. Well, you know what? <laughs> we're just, you know. Here's my point. Here's my point. We're just thinning the herd. That's all we're doing. You have to have the key with you to turn the car on. So I don't understand. How is it convenient for me not to stick it in the ignition some type of way? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's just so stupid to me. It's a carpal tunnel issue. It's just really ridiculous. <laughs> so... Does your car have keyless ignition? It does now. You guys, I just got a new car. So I upgraded from a 2005 to 2013. Yes. And it has that, you know, keyless entry thing or whatever. It also has like the backup camera. Yes. Which I appreciate. Absolutely. But it's, the beeping is too much. Does your car beep? It sure doesn't. The beeping when it gets closer to something? Yeah. That's kind of good. But yesterday I went to the car wash. I went to the car wash. By the way. And it was just like, because it was everything towards the front and the back of the car. There was like, you know, like all the foam and stuff. See, mine only goes, uh, wait, so yours, when I get close to anything, anything, it beeps. That's annoying. Yeah. Oh my God. That's really funny. I was like, (laughs) I was trying to listen to this podcast. I couldn't hear anything. (laughs) Can you turn the part that off? I haven't figured that out There's yet. There's gotta be a way. Yeah, it's annoying. Bring the manual to me and I'll figure it out. <laughs> unless you want to do it yourself, because you're a strong, independent woman. <laughs> Remember when we learned how to put air in the tires? <laughs> we, we did. I think we did it wrong, though. Really? Yeah. Because when I went, yeah. So. Oh yeah, he said that it, it was, was like way over overinflated. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an issue with my car where I kept running over nails in our great city of Seattle because of all the construction happening, and so. Um, Something happened where I wasn't sure if I ran over a nail or if it just lost tire pressure. Mm-hmm. So Allison helped me put air in it because I'm useless in that capacity. And um, I think she just jammed a lot of air into it. I was and getting I went excited. Uh-huh. And um, then I went and got a little fix-up. And they said, um, oh, yeah, they did way too much air in that, that one tire. I was like, whoops. Oh, whoops. But I'm here. Did I die? No. No. Did you die? <laughs> Did though? I die though? No. Um, so yeah, that happened. 
Um, all right, one more story. This is a one good for you, one. one for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. So a couple months ago, I was going down the Instagram rabbit hole <laughs> of comparison. As one does, yes. And I was feeling all kinds of bad about myself because I was looking at this woman who was starting like a new lifestyle blog. Um, and she was like showcasing pictures of her house and she was showcasing pictures of her family and her wardrobe. And like she was like super skinny and all of her clothes were she super blonde, super blonde, mm-hmm. super skinny. Um, like pictures by a pool, probably someplace. Yes, like mm-hmm. drinking cocktails. She's like a lifestyle brand. Yes. Yeah. All of her clothes were designer, and she's married to a professional golfer. Wow. So she's like rich bitch, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, you know, like in these types of situations, I'm sitting there looking at my phone, looking at every single picture, like dissecting it and scrutinizing it. And then I'm looking around at my house, and I'm like, everything's a mess. Oh, stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, at that moment, maybe yeah. everything was a mess. And get feelings about it. Yeah. yeah. And so I sent a picture to you, and I was like, you know, I'm comparing myself to this woman. Like, talk me off the ledge or something mm-hmm. like that. And so this was a couple months ago. Now, y'all, <laughs> this past weekend... This woman that I was looking at, and I'm not going to call out her name or anything because I'm not here to, to you, trash people. You can people. look it up. It's not that hard. Yeah. This person that I was sitting there, like, ideal, like fantasizing over her life and comparing it to mine and feeling all bad about myself, she got arrested mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yes. For domestic violence against her spouse, her husband. Mm-hmm. So he was playing golf, playing around of golf professionally in a tournament this past weekend. And I guess he wasn't playing well and he didn't finish and he didn't qualify because golf tournaments are four days and Thursday and Friday, you have to qualify to keep playing on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's the winner. Got it. So he didn't make it past the qualifying round. So apparently she got really mad and she had been drinking that day. And she started a fight with him and his mom. Mm -hmm. So her mother-in-law. She was belligerent. She was... She was a mean drunk. Calling him a pussy and a loser. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't start playing better, she was going to take the kids away and he was never going to see them Mm -hmm. again. So she ended up calling 911. She did? She called 911. For why? I have no idea because she was out of her mind. Got it. Maybe on pills. Me and some of my friends think that she's like on pills. Uh Anyway... Um, cause she's so skinny. She's like abnormally thin. It uh-huh. seems like, um, and the police come and uh, they find that she has like attacked her husband and her mother-in-law. They found like injuries. blood. Yeah. They found yeah. minor injuries. Scratches and blood. Mm-hmm. Kids are in the house. They have two kids under five. I mean, it's just like a scene. She gets arrested. She resists arrest. She says, wait till the PGA Tour finds out about this. This is why cops get shot in the face. Which, what cops get shot in the face? Right. Do cops get shot in the face? Yeah, she was not playing nice. Yeah. So, the moral of the story, you guys, is there's so many isms. There's so many idioms we could have. Mine was, comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) So, don't compare yourself to anyone on Instagram. No, because you never know. Because they're probably a hot mess underneath (laughs) all of the facade. 
I was t- talking to my mom about it yesterday. It's just like, all that glitters is not gold, honey. Oh. <laughs> I was like, true. True, mom. I like that, Donna. When I was talking to Aaron about it, he was getting all like, he couldn't get past the fact that I was sitting there like comparing my life to somebody else. And uh-huh. I'm like, what do you have in the world if you don't compare yourself to somebody else on Instagram? <laughs> what is life worth living if you don't compare yourself to somebody else? And now all her shit was like burned down, essentially. So like you can like see what's what's behind the the glass. Yeah. The facade. So that's just like a good <laughs> reminder of just the grass is green. Now, the yeah. grass is green where you water it. I can just keep going with all of these phrases. Um, okay. Speaking of crazy incidences, um, and one of my favorite places in the world, Chipotle. Have you heard of this yet? So Chipotle. Um, they can't stay out of trouble. So they had... All that E. coli stuff. That E. coli thing messed them up. Mm-hmm. And Then uh, they brought queso. Nobody cared. <laughs> I don't care about queso. Oh, I love queso. I love some Chipotle. Um, and there was like an outbreak of E. coli that affected us here in Seattle. And it didn't affect me. I wish that it would have. That you know of. Because I would like a check too. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Um... But there was a woman named, in 2015, a woman named Jeanette Ortiz was fired um, after working uh, for Chipotle for 14 years. And she was like a manager. Um, and I guess she was getting paid like $76,000 per year. And the next promotion that was she'd have was going to take her to $100,000, right? So in the fall of 2014, um, the store that she worked at had an extra... $646 in cash on hand um, because an armored car didn't show up that it was supposed to. So what she did is she put it in a manila envelope, marked it, called the corporate office and said, hey, there's this extra money, just let, letting y'all know. Um, so fast forward to December of 2014, Ortiz files a workers' comp uh, claim with Chipotle because it should carpal tunnel. But her bosses didn't like that. So in January of 2015, Ortiz notifies her boss and two other superiors that the money that was in the safe was gone. And she had just seen it like a few days before. Um, they sent a Chipotle rep to, co- to come in and looked at the, the surveillance footage. And they said that they saw Ortiz take the money and put it in her backpack. So Ortiz like, no, I didn't. Show me the footage. And like, well, it's against company policy to show you that. So they didn't show her the footage. They fired her for stealing $646. And so she sued them. And apparently Chipotle, um, they taped over the footage, they said, by accident. And they deleted any, um, all the text that related to talking about Ortiz. And so they went to court, and she won $8 million. <laughs> Good on her. Yes. Can you believe that? Guys, <laughs> Because they don't want to pay some lousy-ass workers' comp claim. Right. That cost them $8 million. Exactly. Okay. So that was what they ruled in her favor, right? And then so there was another um, uh, judgment for punitive damages that could have been four times the amount, but they settled that part. Um, out of court? Yeah, out of court. It's undisclosed. So she got $8 million plus, y'all. 
Good for her. I know. Ugh, I know. That's so stupid. Chipotle, man. I was rooting for you, but y'all done fucked up. So wait, are you not going to eat their burritos anymore? I'm going to. Yeah, yeah of course you Of will. course. If she got her due, you know. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> if they don't take my guac away, then I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. But uh, y'all, don't, just don't be an asshole, Chipotle. <laughs> I mean, whenever companies try to cut corners like this, it always blows up. Well, it also makes me wonder how often does it does it work? Mm, right. Because it works enough for people to think that they can still do it. I guess. I guess her attorney said something Jesus, to the sorry, guys. that um, a lot of companies do this. They'll say it's against company policy to show you X Y Z, and it's not true. And they that's that's sort of their way of like trying to sweep things under the rug, mm. and they get away with it enough. That's what, that's what works. So I think we're all caught up on current events. Yeah, thirty minutes in, <laughs> guys. That's getting awful. your getting your news, getting your news from the great. All the pertinent stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple weeks ago, I sent you a link to an article about how to survive in your forties. Yes, and it was because we we kind of touched upon it with words and phrases, just a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so this article was it in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. It was just an opinion. Yeah, it was, it was great. And the author, the writer, said something to the fact that if you want to know your real age or something like that, go to a cafe in Paris. <laughs> go to a cafe in Paris. <laughs> because they'll either call you... Mademoiselle. Know, or Madame. Right. <laughs> and she has now passed into the Madame part yes. of her life. And she was wondering, what is that... Like, when do you magically cross that line? Right. What is that threshold? Yeah. So essentially, our gripe is about aging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you age gracefully? Can you age gracefully? Does one age gracefully? Yeah. First and foremost, I think that um, that ageism and aging is much more harsh on women than yeah. it is on men. Agreed. Pure fact, right? Because men grow character with with age, or so they say. Whereas women um, seem to be fighting the effects of time, right? I mean, that starts early, you know. Um, beauty products and youth creating serums, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that shit. Um, so, so this conversation is much more harsh uh, towards women than it is for men. Yeah, just gotta say that. Agreed. Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> so, I guess my first thing is. I, well, I think about age every single day, and I know that we've talked about this, and I brought it up last week with getting my nails done, Mm -hmm. doing the bougie nails, and I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, am I too old to do this? Like, and then I also feel like it's in Seattle where women don't take that many chances. Fashion-wise? Fashion-wise. And I actually talked about that with the manicurist at mm. the salon. So I went to Jupiter Nails in Ballard. It's a natural like nail salon. Not an ad. Not an ad. We are not <laughs> sponsored by anyone. Hint, hint. We are open to it. Um, and I was like, I don't see that many women with nail art because this is considered nail art. Mm-mm-mm. And um, the manicurists were saying, like, they know everybody in Seattle that does, that has nails, like nail art. 
quote unquote. That does nail art, you mean? Yeah. No, uh, well, like the women that want like fancy fingernails, uh, they basically, like the community is so, so small. small. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so we were just talking about, I mean, I think that, you know, we can go back to our fashion episode, how like I just don't think that many women like go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. It's very comfort dressing here in Seattle. Um, or so, black from head to toe. Does that chicness? I don't think so. You hate that, though. No, I don't. The black head to head to toe black? I don't hate that. Well, I guess I'm thinking of, like, a specific person in a specific area. It's very Nordstrom-y, downtown-y. Yeah. Anyways, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think that's usually top of mind. Like, do these shoes, do I look like I'm trying too hard? Mm. Am I too old to wear, like, a heel this big? Like, that is constantly, am I too old to wear this pink fur jacket? I know I've asked you that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I always come back to, if you feel comfortable in it, then you can pull it off. Yeah. So that kind of starts with, with the women and the aging. Mm-hmm. Um, I am always constantly afraid of becoming invisible because oh. a lot of women say after 50, after 50, you're invisible. And this article that we're referencing also said men too. Like right. once you're post 50, men and women become yes. invisible. I have um, friends who are over 50 and or 50 years old, and they say, "Oh yeah, I'm invisible now." But what does that mean? Um, I think a lot of it has to do, and this is just like my perspective, um, and I could be projecting, is. You know, I think that when, when they were younger, they would get guys looking at them. The male gaze on gaze, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so when you reach a certain age, um, that might fall off. Like your opinion. But I think that's... Right. Is your opinion doesn't matter? Your looks don't matter? Your looks Everything. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of that. Um, did you read the follow-up article? Mm-mm. So there's a follow-up on that particular article, and someone says... Um, that they, they did an experiment to see if they were actually invisible. And he was at a bar with... I did read that. ...with a man and a woman, and they were arguing. And the woman left, and he approached the guy and said, hey, are you going to let that great woman get away? And he said, what's it to you, old guy? Or something like that. <laughs> what's it to you, pops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that they feel invisible physically. Um, I'm scared of that. You are? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Heck yes, I'm scared of that. I remember having a conversation with my mom when I was a teenager. And my mom is young. You know, she just turned 60. So when I was a teenager, she was in her 40s. And she, maybe younger than that. She had me when she was 22. So let's see, 22 plus 16. So she was in her late 30s mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Oh. Um and she, I remember, I'll never forget her telling me that it was a very strange transition from men looking at her to men looking at their teenage daughter now. Mm-hmm. And that scares the shit out of me. Because yeah. <laughs> when Charlotte's a teenager, I'm going to be 50. Rebel, are you more afraid of not being seen or people starting to see Charlotte? Both. <laughs> the whole thing is terrifying. It's just a little odd to think about. Yeah. She's our little nugget. Yeah. So then that starts to beg the question of changing your face. Mm-hmm. So we had a conversation about this Friday night uh-huh. with Natalia. Yes. And we were talking about, are you pro-tox or no-tox? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just made that up. It's kind of <laughs> cute. 
pro-tox or no-tox. So I've never had any injections or anything done right. to my face. I'm not, I'm not saying, opposed to it. I'm not saying I won't. I am. I agree with that. I don't think I'm going to be cut open. Like, that's not my thing. I said that today. But, you know, I'm not opposed to a little syringe here, a little syringe there. <laughs> they take the fat well, from your ass and they put it in your face. <laughs> what if we do a live gripe where we get Botox? That's hot. <laughs> I'm, I mean, to, to each their own. I just think that don't change don't how change you look. Don't change the way you exactly. look. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you want to preserve it, I'm not mad about that. There was yeah. um, this, uh, I'm hearkening back to social media, there's this woman I know, um, and she was ta- she's pregnant now, and she was talking about on social media, like, something about, like, not being allowed to get Botox because she's pregnant. Oh. And she's my age. And I still feel like, even though I'm 37, I'm like, no, we're too young to be getting Botox, but yeah. I guess we're not. Uh-huh. Late 30s. Well, I mean, it's preventative. Like, if you, you know, they're saying, if, once you have the line, it'll be there. So do it now when you don't have the lines. And, and oh, like really? That. Yeah. You've done some research on this. I, look, I I, <laughs> I live in San Diego, you know, and that place is like oh, a mecca yeah, for SoCal. Botox. I mean, there's like Botox Groupons every single day, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, this conversation is like pretty ancient for me. Oh, Kai is so past <laughs> no, it. I'm not. I'm not past it. <laughs> so old news. <laughs> Um, I guess my first gripe with, with aging, um, is getting used to routine. Like I'm so in my routine, um, and I need routine and predictability, which lacks any kind of spontaneity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just like, I can't do anything new. Not that I don't want to, it's just like, I'm not motivated to do that stuff. And that's a huge detriment to my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like back in the day, like, oh, there's a house party at 3 a.m. Oh, that we should check out. Yeah, that, let's do it. That never sounded good to me. <laughs> oh, it's Latin at the club in the Inland Empire. Let's go. You know, and then there's a fitness craze. Let's try that studio out. Mm. Like now I, I need guarantees now. <laughs> I need guarantees that all that stuff is popping. It's going to end before 10 p.m. <laughs> I don't want to stay out and be stuck out and not have... A way pre- out? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I need that escape route. I need yeah. some kind of control and predictability. I'm not saying it's right. So it's what the shit is, you know? Right before we started and you and I were catching up about stuff... Um, Having the real talk, you guys, yeah. essentially. Um, we both mentioned... So you guys, all we did last Friday night was hang out with our friend Natalia... We hung out at Kai's place for a little bit. Then they went out to dinner. Then we went home. We were all home by 10, 10.30. <laughs> but the following day... The following morning. I was so tired. I was too. I was like, I can't do anything on Saturday. <laughs> it's too much. Um, Aaron was actually like, dude, what's your problem? And I was like, I just feel out of it. And it was just from like hanging out with my friends and having a couple of drinks. Not even staying out that late. <laughs> No. It was strange. So that part sucks. Yeah, we don't bounce back like we used to. No. Yeah. Imagine if we, like, how bad we would feel if we stayed out and, like, actually got lit, fam. Right. Because that was low-key night. I bounced back fast in my 20s. Yeah. And I find, like, like, I don't, I went, I was hungover on Saturday, but 
Um, you could definitely tell that you didn't just Netflix that the night true. before. Yeah, I was a little. There was some no a- more trains. Something happened. There Something was some happened. action. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, my next one is, how do you feel? Just like the verbiage of ma'am. How do I feel about well, that? I, you can't answer that because no. you're a dude. Yes. But, Again, it's very sexist, you know. They call me Mr. Yeah. Or Sir. <laughs> right. Um, Because you were telling me that somebody, you know, like got offended mm-hmm. when they started to be called ma'am. ma'am. Yeah. And I know this person that you're talking to, and I think she looks super young. Like, mm-hmm. um, to me, I'm not offended when people call me ma'am because that's just... It's a, it's a southern thing, too. It's definitely a southern thing. Like, you are taught to call everybody ma'am. Right. So, I didn't know if yeah, uh, you had any more insights from other folks about the transition from miss for to me, ma'am. It, it's, it, if, if, when I call someone ma'am, it's just, um, a, I'm, I'm being cute mm-hmm. about it. Or it's a term of respect. Period. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't, I'm not trying to be condescending to anyone. Yeah. You know, and like ruin their, their day by calling them old. <laughs> yeah. Like that, it never even occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I could be wrong about that. I think the listeners should, should weigh in. in. Yeah, I'm just curious about how people think of, you know, perceive miss versus ma'am. Like miss, to me, is like, you're a teenage girl. I'm trying to address you formally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. About Ms. Ms. I had a teacher um, who was Ms. Carlson on day one. She put the fear in you. You call me Ms. Carlson, not Mrs. Not Miss. I am a Ms. Carlson. Or just call me Ms. <laughs> the Ms. You just remember Ms. the Ms? <laughs> no, I don't. The wrestler? <laughs> no. The Ms? He was on the real world. I don't know her. <laughs> it was a dude. Anyway, that's just what popped up. <clears throat> So Ms. That's good. That's a good um, compliment, you know, to all of this. Yeah. Um, another thing in the South, well, and Charlotte actually does it with her teachers here, is... First name? Just Miss kidding. Tammy. Oh, first name. Yeah. Oh. She does that with her teachers. Oh, that's kind of cute. Miss Allison. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Because now I feel like I have to call them that, like Miss Tammy. Or oh, you know. Miss Cindy. What would you call Sydney. them? Just their name. Oh. They don't call me Miss Allison. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. All right. So there was a sentence in that article that I wanted to bring up and see how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to quote from the article. Age 40 still feels pivotal. The 40s are when you become who you are, a British author in his 70s tells me, adding ominously. And if you don't know by your 40s, you never will. Mm. What do you think about that? It's hurtful. Why? Well, it's funny because I dated a guy. I was in my late 20s, and he was maybe in his mid-30s or early 30s. I was just chatting and he said, um, I really love my 20s, but my 30s are way better. And I've talked to people who are in the 40s and say that the 40s are better than 30s. And so there's always that, um, you know, that glow up once you hit a new decade, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree. Like, my 30s, of course, were way better than my 20s. Um, and 
so now I'm in my forties, early, early forties. <laughs> and um and I guess I'm excited for it to be better than my thirties. My Cause I mean, I'm just in a really transitional period right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to have that perspective, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, but how do you know that you're not going to know yourself if you haven't figured it out in, the, in your forties? Do you know what I mean? I think what they're saying is, I mean, what I took from it is if you're in your forties and you still don't know what your quote unquote calling is, mm. maybe you'll never know what it is. So it's more of calling than anything else. I think so. Um, cause we had a brief discussion, you and I, about this, mm-hmm. about like, I'm still figuring that out. I feel like I'm figuring that out still. And you felt like I'm figured out. Well, I feel essentially. like, yeah. I like, mean, I feel like you know who you are. Right. I don't ever, you're not, you're not ever like today I'm an artist and then yeah. six months down the road, I'm going to be an I'm gonna engineer. Do, and then or, I'm going to do hair. And then I'm going to be a cook. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to cooking school. Like. I know people that are my age that are still like flopping mm. around. Uh, I see. And I'm I'm quitting this job and I'm yeah. going to be a nurse and right. then I'm quitting that and I'm going to be something else. And mm-hmm. it's like if you can't, if you don't have the mental capacity to just like stick to something, mm-hmm. then maybe you're never gonna figure that out. Which sure, but then there's uh, the other part of the convo where it's like that's just your work though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily who you are it could be but it's also not necessarily who you are as a person defined by what kind of work you do or don't do right um maybe it's your passion maybe it's the thing that that makes you wake up in the morning that defines who you are you know Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know but i do feel like you know you gain so much as you get older but that can be sort of distracted by your youthfulness getting away from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, is that a fair trade-off? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I definitely agree with that sentiment that youth is wasted on the young. It is. It's not fair. <laughs> and it's, it's a shame because I know my mom used to say to me, like, don't wish your life away. Right. And I never understood because mm. I was unable to see from that perspective that I needed to just enjoy, you know, high school and yeah. all those tests didn't really matter. They mattered to a, to some degree, but right. not as much as like the pressure that you put on yourself and yeah. high school drama. Oh yeah, and all of <laughs> that stuff. Everything's so important back then. Yeah, and it really isn't. And yeah. even like my three year old now is telling me she wishes she was a grown up. Oh my god, girl! <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, enjoy this life, girl. Yeah. Um. There was that one time that we went boating. You and you and you took me out boating one time, and there was like this young girl on the dock. I feel like, oh my god, her boobs like so fake. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> because she was so young, and they were like so round and perky. <laughs> it was hilarious. And it's like, but they're not fake. They're just really young boobs. <laughs> I was like, and she doesn't realize that. <laughs> that is so funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, do you remember, or do you have like a specific time, or maybe that you realized that you were like mortal and that you're gonna die? That was re- re- it was recent. Really? Yes, and I've been obsessed with thinking about that. Oh gosh. 
Now what? No, uh, I don't, I mean, and I don't, I think it was maybe when I turned 40, mm-hmm. a little after that, because I had a great 40, 40th birthday. But after that, and um, opening my own business and all that stuff, opening my own, my own yoga studio, there just seems to be like, okay, it's, this, is, it's, this is your thing now. It's your vehicle. You might crash it, you know? And this is like everything. It's not just the business. It's, it's your life. And um, it might be awesome, you know? Um, but you just don't know. And that's the thing. is like, I don't know when this all ends. And, you know, because uh, everything is just so fixed in the moment that I don't know what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. It might be death. <laughs> it might be another chapter, you know? Um, so it's, there's a lot of question marks, and I think mortality for me is wrapped up in all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mine was when I turned 30. Oh, really? So I've already had mine. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to the doctor, and I was like, I'm just so, you know, fixated on, at this point it was like breast cancer, mm-hmm. like, even yeah. though there's no breast cancer like in my family mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. really any cancer, just other things. Um, and she was, I was like, how do you know if you have breast cancer? Like, what does a lump feel like? And all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And my doctor was like, Allison, it sounds like you just figured out for the very first time that you are going to die one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. And I was like, I just turned 30 and I've been like obsessed with it. Yeah. And um, she was like, well, as of right now, you're perfectly healthy, so you can just chill. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's creepy. Well, it's funny cause you know, I am a yoga person and so I have always felt great in my body. So I didn't have those worries at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then until my heels started hurting with my plantar fasciitis, which sounds like an old person disease. Like that's when I was like, Oh my God, is this it? This is what my life is going to be. And of course it's not, that's gone away now. And, um, and so I have always felt good in the body. So that, mortality thing wasn't really an issue until I turned 40. And then other things started breaking down. A little bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's like my next thing is like a fear of recovering quickly. Like, I'll get a shoulder ache and it goes away, you know, and then my heels have, they, they were hurting for like a year and a half, two years. I'm like, is this ever going to go away? And I was like, nope, not going to happen. But then it did. And then it did, yeah. And then my knee got... How is your out. knee, by the way? Knee's fine. There's like a little bit of pressure when I put, well, there's weight bearing and I'm in flexion. I mean, when I bent my knee. <laughs> um, but it's getting there, you know? Um, but when it happened, when I hurt my knee in it, uh, my dance class, just living my life, um, I thought it was over. Yeah. I was like devastated. You were pretty scared. I was. And it's better now, you know? Working I think I haven't had any, you know, crazy injuries ever in my life like I've never broken a bone or anything like that yeah um so I can't say that I'm worried like oh is this gonna the way my body's gonna be but I want to stay in shape enough so like by doing yoga and like walking and just being active so that I can continue to do that yeah as I get older it like scares me to death when I see people that are in their 60s or 70s and they feel like they can't move yeah yeah the, the, the walkers or the phenomenon of the living just on like, wheels. Yeah, just yeah. like not caring enough to want to move. Yeah. And I feel like I'm always going to want to be able to use my body mm-hmm. to the best that I can at that point. Right. You know. I'm with you. 
Um, let's talk about gray hair. <laughs> okay, so I've always had a few white hairs on my head. I see some in your beard. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're coming in my little, on my chinny chin chin. And um, I haven't gotten more on my on my heads. And I want my, I've always wanted my hair to be completely white. Because I feel like it'll make me look older. And I've always felt like I'd be more distinguished that way. Mm. <laughs> but no, I may have like five white hairs on my head. You're lucky. I started going gray in my 20s. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like if I didn't have color in my hair, this whole front part of my, like where my bangs would grow uh-huh. is is gray. That's hot. Yeah. My mom is completely salt and pepper gray. Oh, she? And her hair is really like thick and nice and straight. And mm-hmm. so she wears it natural. Oh. She gets a ton of compliments on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, and my dad's gray too. So I have those jeans, uh-huh. my brother and I. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I have no problems coloring it. I feel like short blonde hair, that's like my signature. Right. So. You talk that fast. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you can rock it. Why not? Yeah. It does make you look older, though, as a woman. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that are my age that have a full head of gray hair, and it's like, whoa. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. A, it's perception. Yeah, it is total perception. This goes back to the homodana conversation, right? Oh, yeah, from you last know? week. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, she, I, I love her, you know, I don't love her music anymore, the current stuff she's putting out, mm-hmm. but as, like, an artist and a feminist, I think that she has a really interesting perspective. Like, they want her to be a certain way, and she refuses to be that way, you know? Which I think is, yeah, I, I commend that, you know, and she's opened so many doors for people, but she's always going to get shit on for what she wears or what she doesn't wear, you know, and um, the way she looks, regardless of whether um, it's it's good or not, quote-unquote. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that um, this ties back to the whole sexism thing with ageism. Oh, yeah. I mean, women definitely have it worse. Yeah. In all areas of life. All areas. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> women have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even, yeah. Um, I like the part of the article about just being able to see, like, the truth and realness in situations and and understanding that. Because I definitely feel like the older I get, the more I'm able to just, like, see a person. You know, that's, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, that's bullshit. That's real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is definitely, you know, because in my 20s, I'm like, everybody, everybody hates me and blah, 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 blah. And now, like, what she said was, you go from... Thinking everybody hates me to nobody cares. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which is the truth. Which is more comforting, right? Yes. I can now live my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How I want to. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I think about, because I had Charlotte when I was 34, and I think there's pluses and minuses to having her, like, later in life. Um, the minuses are being older as she gets older, mm-hmm. like, not being able to spend as much adult time together, because I'll be dead. But the pluses are raising a child when you do experience, like, so when she's a preteen and a teenager, and I can be like, listen, let me bestow some of this stuff upon you. Because right. then I'll be in my 40s and early 50s, and I hopefully will be even more wiser. Yeah. More wiser? Hopefully I'll be even wiser. More smart. More smarter. 
the most smartest. I'm going to be the most smartest. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Just being able to see through all the shit. <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, bullshit real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think aging is the only thing that gives you perspective to regret things. Do you know what I mean? Do you have regrets? Of course. I mean, I do to a certain degree. You know, like... Um, um, when I tried to embody what I thought people wanted me to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially with gay culture. Like, you have to look a certain way and be a certain way. And so I tried that for a long time, and it got me nowhere except miserable. Yeah. And then once I let that go, I was like, okay, this is better. But I wasted a lot of years... Um, trying to be something that wasn't attainable mm. and that's bullshit and I do regret that you know if I just you know but you have to like go through it to get to the other side obviously um, so I do regret that I regret having chased materialism for so long mm. you know like I wanted the things you know. still in that phase mm, that's cool <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean those are the big ones you know yeah. I mean, I could, it could be worse, obviously. So I'll leave you with that with those two. <laughs> um, those, are my, those are my points. I think that those are mine, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right on time. Oh, there's one more that I have um, about aging, and it's forgetfulness. Oh, God, that does suck. But I don't remember ex- ex- examples. <laughs> I have to be like, I have to tell myself, like, you need to remember this, like to be present Uh enough to be like, okay, I um, (laughs) remember this, this thing, this name. I mean, it could be as simple as like, all right, Allison, remember that you turned the stove off. That's the whole thing for me. It's like, I actually walk into a room like, okay, I'm here. I'm in it for a reason. (laughs) What is that reason? You try to like sense it. Yes. It's I, like, oh yeah, there's that. Okay. But do you think that's because, to me, it doesn't feel like necessarily it's getting older. Right. It's just being so freaking distracted. No, that could be it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have just read a lot of things where as you get older, you forget a lot of things. And so, whatever. <laughs> this might not be part of that, but <laughs> yeah. it seems semi-relevant to the convo. Yeah. <sighs> All right, guys. Uh, don't forget to read. Yes. Erotic Tales of Punjabi Widows. Um, and we are discussing that in three weeks. Three weeks from today. Yes. So, um, yeah. Find us on all the things. All the things. Rate, review, email. Like, subscribe. All the goodies. <laughs> all right. Our email address is thegripepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, you guys, (gasps) bye. bye.